Waiver Wired is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. It must be 21 or older. Welcome to Waiver Wired, your favorite fantasy football podcast, or at least it's my favorite fantasy football podcast because I get to hang out for the next hour or so with Eddie Spaghetti. What's up, Eddie? Uh, good to see you, Jen. I hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, and uh, I know your Cowboys won mm-hmm. and I had to then suffer the consequences of my Giants losing by Sal dumping gravy on my head as our part of our Thanksgiving side bet. So, uh, you know, we squashed that and uh, now I'm on to bigger and better things, uh, hopefully with my Giants beating the commanders in this very, very tough NFC East, but very excited to get back and recording a new episode of Waiver Wire with you. Beautiful thing about that Thursday game is um, I actually had seven and a half was the line I had taken early in the week. So (laughs) I was nervous taking it. I was like, oh, it feels really nervous. Okay, seven and a half. If it had Mm -hmm. gone any higher, I would have taken the Giants plus the points. It got all the way to nine. They didn't quite didn't quite clear nine because of a late touchdown. It was getting I was getting nervous at the half. I'm not going to lie. And then I was thinking, this is what Eddie was talking about. Like, do you hate watching the Cowboys on Thanksgiving? But then no. I had the feel, I had the feeling of dread because that was like that game the halftime especially was like right when the food um, had to start being cooked and, and mm-hmm. being brought out and being set up and I'm watching it it was like what was it thirteen seven at halftime so I'm thinking they're in this game but it's a one score game and I just feel like Dallas is going to get hot even though the Giants kind of are a second half team especially a fourth quarter team it's a different team now with all these backup players all these practice squad players in and uh, you guys got hot and you won the game like I expected so um, yeah ruined the Thanksgiving but um, it, it, it was something that I kind of uh, I had foresight on I, I had a feeling they were going to lose and it might be even more of a different team soon because the rumors are that OBJ the signing is imminent, uh, despite the fact that he passed out on who hasn't passed out on a plane, really, Eddie, <laughs> after being in Miami, right? Miami, Miami to um, LAX flight mm-hmm. cross country. I'm not sure what time of day the flight was uh, taken <laughs> off, but it was a it doesn't was matter. A, yeah, Miami. I mean, he wants to sleep. He, he probably took a couple sleep, uh, sleeping aids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 it's a it's a brutal. Fight. I do feel for Odell, somebody who constantly goes back and forth from uh, LAX to New York City. It is brutal. So I, I feel for you, Odell. Odell probably going to be wearing the silver star on his helmet soon. So um, if you were picking up Michael Gallup in your waivers this week, I still think it's worth an ad at least for the next few weeks because the Cowboys offense is trending in the right direction. And I think that was the most exciting thing for me watching this Cowboys game is it was the first time or the second time, I guess last week was the previous time that the defense and the offense seemed to be firing at the same rate. And, and that was exciting. And, and that is why it's interesting. I was looking at the Super Bowl odds and the chiefs have now surpassed the bills as the favorite. So it's now chiefs, bills, Eagles, uh, the Cowboys um, are like top five or six. Uh, they're ahead of the giants. Of course, they're ahead of the Vikings. They're ahead of the Buccaneers. And uh, that's encouraging as a Cowboys fan, but we shall see lots of things yet to happen. But I do want to say about the Giants, I do like them this week. I don't quite understand why they're two and a half point underdogs versus the commanders when they're at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even broke down this game over and over again, and it still doesn't make sense. I understand Daniel Jones doesn't have a lot of receivers, but he can throw the ball if he needs to. And yes, the Washington commanders can run the ball on the Giants, but... Plus two and a half. Mm. 
I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Daniel Jones is playing good football. He's top 12 in the NFL in QB rating. Um, not that the historical stats matter, but he is four and one in his career versus Washington. Um, so he could clearly, you know, beat that team. At least he's faced at least the core of that team in recent years. Um, I, you know, Taylor Heineck is playing well, doesn't necessarily scare me. I, I do think the running attack from Washington could be kind of tough, to, but the Giants have dealt with that all year long. They have faced a number of very good running backs and they've seemed to figure out how to stop some of them. So uh, I do like the Giants at home in this one. The schedule, very strange that the Giants have not played the Commanders yet once and they've not played the Eagles yet once. I'm not really sure what the – the uh, I guess the, the schedule makers knew that the NFC East was going to be a real battle all the way to the end. So they kind of uh, uh, backloaded all these game, all these divisional games um, you know, in December. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, but I, I do – I'm with you. I do like the Giants in this one. I'm not going to get too high, but I do like the Giants in this game. I wish they'd told me and I wish they'd warned me about the AFC West and Russell Wilson. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> I mean, all time bad offense, which we don't have to get into because it's more. Yeah. I mean, all, I, I mean, literally the worst offense we've seen in like 22 years it, in the it's, NFL. It's epic. And I have way too many uh, teams with Russell Wilson on them. I had to use him last week in my big money league. I mean, I still won. I squeaked it out because a lot of my other players were awesome. I had Schultz. I had Amon Ra. Yeah, I had Waddle, et cetera. But I can't do that. It's because Justin Fields was injured. So we are going to talk today about some quarterback ads too. You can probably still pick up, even if your waivers have already run. Um, One of the biggest quarterbacks to talk about this week, of course, is the return of Deshaun Watson. Certainly the NFL uh, had some plans here when they gave him a strangely uh, odd 11 week suspension that pitted him against his former team for his return game on Sunday. That would be the Houston Texans. Last I checked at one book, it was seven. I think Caesars has it at seven and a half, the mm-hmm. spread. Is that correct? Yes, we so. So let's talk about Deshaun Watson. Now, I feel like I have to make the obligatory you know, disclaimer. Yes, Deshaun Watson, um, accused by more than two dozen women of sexual assault, maybe not a great person. Uh, he was not formally sentenced in a court of law, blah, 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 blah. The NFL suspended him for their personal conduct policy. Um, If you don't want him on your team, I don't blame you. I understand. You don't want to feel like you want to play that player. However, if he's available on your waiver wire and you need a backup quarterback, there's no quarterback out there with a higher ceiling since Deshaun Watson led the lead in passing yards in 2020, right? Now, that being said, there is a very wide range of outcomes for this weekend, and I do not advise starting him this weekend versus the Houston. I don't. And my colleague, Michael Fabiano, like I know he does. And in certain instances, maybe in a super flex, et cetera, he might be your best option. But my issue is not with his you know, personal context stuff. That's off the field. I'm separating that from my fantasy football team. My issue is that the guy hasn't played Football in nearly two years, he looked crummy in preseason. And uh, to be quite frank, I don't see why the Browns wouldn't just ground and pound this game with Nick Chubb with how poor the Houston Texans run defense is. And we know that's been working so far. In addition to that, you, you can see these player interviews coming out. I'm not sure that any of these players feel the chemistry with Deshaun Watson. And I do think they felt that loyalty with Jacoby Brissett, who stepped in in a difficult situation and was actually a really great game manager for them. He kept them close in many games. They're one of the top scoring offenses in the league, even though their record doesn't necessarily reflect that. 
they are a far better offense than we predicted, especially as they've been playing without Deshaun Watson. So my prediction for this weekend is Deshaun Watson's going to be average. I think he'll probably throw an interception. I think he'll have a turnover. I think it's true. If Houston's still playing without Derek Stingley, I like him more. Mm -hmm. But again, I don't have high hopes for Deshaun Watson being the guy that wins you your league this Sunday. I would sit back and watch. I I'm totally with you. We've talked about this before in this podcast, and I don't know why the NFL has this weird, um, this, this belief that the more time you take away from football, the better it is. And I'm not talking about an injury. I'm talking about uh, over a season. Like he has missed, like, why do I expect him to come back in and and be awesome? And I get they're playing the Houston Texans. um, But I'm kind of with you. Like, I I just don't know what to expect in this first game back when you've not stepped in the field in a real game that has mattered in quite some time. Um, I, you know, I'll ask you this because this will tie in Vegas to uh, fantasy football, but scrolling through the, uh, the, the, uh, the totals quick, the Browns Texans total is 47 and it is, it is one of the higher totals of the week. So Vegas is expecting some offensive explosion from uh, I'm guessing the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson, not on the Houston Texans side. Um, but so you, you are, you're opposing that you don't see a big offensive explosion for, coming from Deshaun Watson in the, the Browns offense. Uh, no, I do think there could be, but, but, but let's review how many points per game the Cleveland Browns have scored. They've mm-hmm. actually scored. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up. Exactly. They're like top six or something in offense. Um, they always score a lot of points. Let's see. Let me pull this up right here. I mean, yeah, with the team, so, yes, they, uh, they turn the ball like that. I mean, yeah. And, and I, and Jacob is a, is it, he is a veteran that you can rely on. He is, if, in ter- if he's considered a backup quarterback, he is for sure in the upper echelon of, of backup quarterbacks. I mean, he, he's, uh, that win against the Bucks, they're probably too far away to win this AFC North division. I believe they're three games back, but nice win versus the Bucks. I mean, I, I also don't understand why. What is the purpose of bringing Deshaun back now, uh, especially with them out of the playoff hunt? But I guess, you know, when you pay a guy that much money, you kind of have to play him. So unless we're fooled by this total, um, the Browns are scoring an average of 24 points per game. And they're getting 5.6 yards per play, which is basically a lot of Nick Chubb. And then the the combination of Jacoby Brissett and Amari Cooper. He's been phenomenal. And David Njoku's back too. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones has been a force as of late as well. So 24 points per game. Meanwhile, the Texans are scoring only 15, eight points per game, but 23 or sorry, 24 plus 16. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I 40 points. So that's one more touchdown. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. I just I shocked know. you to I mean, see that. I, I'm shocked that they have, you know, not many totals of that. I mean, maybe the, the chiefs Bengals over a uh, total is, is a little bit higher. Jaguars lines a little bit higher, but outside of that, it's, it's them. So I, in my mind, I just, they, they think that Vegas thinks that Deshaun Watson will step back on the field and not skip a B, which to me is hard to, to see. Yeah, but, I'm uh, with you. Yeah. So you're taking the under here because I, I do, what I do see is that Texans can run the ball too, because Cleveland has been the second worst versus the run. So though Damian Pierce has had two down weeks, he could he could be the run first motor for this Texans team as well. Um, so there's definitely a possibility there. And, you know, maybe Vegas is right. Maybe Deshaun Watson is going to be amazing. This is going to be this revenge game narrative and he's going to go off. But I'm just saying as a fantasy manager, don't sit like Trevor Lawrence for Deshaun Watson. Just I wouldn't do it. I know you've been holding him a long time, but I think it's better just to watch because I'm not sure it's going to work out for you in fantasy points. Even if they end up scoring those points, they could be sloppy points and you could get a lot of subtractions for 
turnovers and sacks and things like that. Cause the guy hasn't played in a long time. And I'm not really sure that his team is really on his team. If that makes any sense. I mean, of course they're going to try to win sure. the game, but the other thing I'm not sure about is the whole revenge narrative. Like do the Houston Texans really have the animosity towards Deshaun Watson that we assume they do. They've got a new head coach. Uh, nobody's really there anymore. That was there. He hasn't played. He didn't play with them all of last year. They don't, probably don't care. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. I don't, I don't think it's some kind of revenge game. And I do think if you want to get a quarterback who has not played a lot, you want to get him right. I understand why you want to play him versus the Texans. Although it would be pretty funny because this will be a test. If the game somehow is close, you need him to lead some kind of, uh, you know, fourth quarter, two minute drive. I would be very interested to see how he does play in those kind of uh, circumstances. Like I said, has not stepped on a field in a game that mattered in quite some time. So that, that'll be a, a big test for him, but I don't, I don't see the Texans putting up much of a fight. I think the Browns could control that game on the ground, like we're saying, and you know, they'll be up by two scores and that'll be that. Well, they certainly couldn't give him an easier matchup, yeah, I know. you know, it to really come is. back to, which again is like, come on, but whatever it is, what it is. So uh, that's my Deshaun Watson uh, piece. Um, Aaron Rodgers is intending to play versus the Bears. As we know, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. Um, there's been a lot of talk about is should they let Jordan Love play? Is he the future? Here's the deal. Like Aaron Rodgers has a contract with them to play for three years if he wants to. I just, let's stop. We've been saying, should it be Jordan Love now for how many years? Three years? No, it's Aaron Rodgers. Was just like, yeah, he looked pretty good in the drive when he came in. It was a very short drive. There are many quarterbacks who've looked good in a short drive when they come in, in a situation like that. So Aaron Rodgers is probably going to play, play through multiple injuries. He's probably going to be okay and probably still going to squeak out the win because we don't even know if Chicago is going to play Justin Fields and they lost Darnell Mooney for the season. They lost. Yeah. Get Darnell Mooney out of your lineups. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think this could be, it's, it stinks because you, you see this matchup versus the bears. Like you mentioned, it's a game that, uh, he always owns. He owns that team. But now if Fields is out, I could see, especially with his injury, I know that he, he's going to play. They had the scans and the ribs. He should be okay. We talked about this same exact thing with Justin Herbert weeks back. It's like if, if a quarterback is getting hit in the ribs, he's not going to feel too good throwing that ball. And I could see them again, just be, this would be a ground heavy game for the Packers if they get up, uh, you know, early and they're just going to sit on the football, run the clock and not really make Rogers do a lot, which stinks for people who have him, who are starting him. I know I do have him on one of my teams. Um, very unfortunately did throw those couple picks last game. Um, what I'm interested to see is that it seems like this Jordan love thing is kind of exactly what happened to Aaron Rodgers when he was drafted. You sat in the bench, you had the uh, the legend play quarterback, and now all these rumors are starting that will Aaron Rodgers kind of finish his career exactly how Brett Favre did by moving on to a different team like the New York Jets, um, which is a team that's been brought up. I, I mean, to me, I, I don't see Rodgers leaving, but that would be pretty interesting for fantasy purposes if we see Rodgers leave Green Bay uh, and head to a team that has some weapons like the Jets and get to see what Jordan Love could do in Green Bay. But I, I think it's a little too far-fetched. How about Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos? Uh, I mean, that also I mean, Sorry, to, to reunite with Hackett. Uh, I mean, it worked yep. to win him two MVPs. So yep. I don't know. Just mm. uh, okay. Najee Harris left halfway through Monday Night Football, ruining my player prop. I was very, very grumpy about it because he was on track to smash it. And uh, Whatever, I'm going to move on. Um, who to pick up in Pittsburgh? Who knows? Because Jalen Warren could still be back. Benny Snell looked great. If possible, try to avoid it. If you have a deep bench, 
You can certainly grab Benny Snell, but we just don't know what's up in Pittsburgh. We used to be able to trust that Mike Tomlin would use one running back as the bell cow. Not even sure we can trust that anymore. This offense looks different. It looks different in a good way, though, in a lot of ways, because Kenny Pickett is showing a lot of promise, really connecting with George Pickens. It's certainly for fantasy. kind of reminds me of like Trevor Lawrence's first year. I mean, he was terrible, uh, you know, for fantasy last year, but you watched him and you were like, okay, but there's a reason maybe I'll draft him next year. And this year he's been doing that, right? He's been using the rushing upside. He's been getting better. He's going to be fine in the NFL. Kenny Pickett, same kind of thing. Like, no, he didn't throw a touchdown on Monday night, but he did. He looked better. He looked smarter. He was making better decisions. He was moving well. And he might be someone that's worth in a deep league or two quarterback league grabbing for your fantasy playoff stretch. That, that Najee, I like, <clears throat> I have him on a few teams and I thought like, wow, like maybe down the stretch, it hanging into the playoffs, you'll have the guy you probably spent a high first round pick on to finally be uh, a pretty useful running back. And then he, uh, to follow up his great game, he had a week mm-hmm. ago, scores a touchdown in his first 10 carries. Great. And then he gets hurt. Obviously now their back situation, like you mentioned before is a little bit up in the air, but, um, in terms of Kenny Pickett, he seemed, you know, Dave made a good point on on the shows that he seems to be getting a lot more criticism early on than other quarterbacks did, but he's playing pretty well. And I guess that kind of comes with being the quarterback of the Steelers, a pretty notable you know, nationwide fan base, um, then following in the footsteps of, of Big Ben. But uh, I do think Kenny Pickett, I think going forward, we can kind of assume that Kenny Pickett will be not only a, a fantasy quarterback that we could start, but I think his weapons will also be much coveted because of, uh, I, th- I think he really is the guy there. I think, uh, no, I don't think he's getting more criticism than most other quarterbacks. Are you kidding me? That's because Dave's a Steelers fan, so he's reading Steelers Twitter. You're telling me he got more criticism than Trey Lance when he first started? Nah. More criticism than Justin Fields when he first started? Nah. More criticism than Trevor Lawrence, maybe, because they don't have an active fan base. I think Trevor Lawrence was the one that he did cite, which I could agree with, but I I do also agree with, I mean, Zach Wilson also lately. Zach Zach Wilson? Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 So no, I don't think so. I actually have been surprised that they've kind of stuck with them and people have been less critical, especially even for fantasy. They've just kind of like ignored it and be like, okay, they're going to work it out. Um, but all right. Anyway, I like him. I think for the, for the playoffs. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. Your first bet with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code CAESARFULL, that's C-Z-R-F-U-L-L, and place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you 1,000 tier credits and 1,000 reward credits, putting you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, game tickets, experiences, and more. And because Caesar plays by the rules, here comes the lengthy, responsible gaming disclaimer. 21 and older must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. 
or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org, or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Boston. Your city and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1 800 270 7117. New York, call 877 8HOPENY or text HOPE. NY 467369 Tennessee caller text Tennessee redline at 1-800-889-9789. Robert Half research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Let's stick with running backs. Melvin Gordon signed with Kansas City Chiefs. Do I care? Absolutely not. Do not care at all. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Pacheco is there. You've got Jared McKinnon there. You've got Ronald Jones. It's just... No, right? I mean, hard pass. Um, Josh Jacobs hoping... Okay, Josh Jacobs. Awesome. If you won the Josh Jacobs lotto, congratulations. Because he was one of those players you're like, okay, I guess I'll just take him here. And now he's you know, winning you your fantasy football league. Who would have guessed that McDaniel would use him as a bell cow? I mean, the signs were not there. They, remember when they, they was like uh, uh, in the off season, they were like, oh, no, we're not going to cut him. Like that was the conversation yeah. they had. They're like, no, we're going to keep him on the roster. It's like he's been arguably the best running back in football, at least one of. I mean, it was just anyway. Uh, congratulations to Josh Jacobs and the Raiders and for that overtime win, too, because that was fun. Thank you. I enjoyed that very much. Um Michael Carter questionable for week 13. So I spoke with Brian Costello, who is the beat writer for the Jets yesterday. Um, and I asked him about Zonovan Knight and he said, yeah, Zonovan Knight actually had a really great camp. And I asked him what the deal was with James Robinson. And he said, well, there'd been debate. He isn't picking up the playbook. He's not looking as good as they expected. You know, he was dealing with that knee injury before they got him. 
he said in his opinion, you know, because he was a big name, people got a little higher on him than maybe they should have. Now, Ty, Dave, uh, sorry, um, there are other options in in New York, um, but it looks like Zonovan Knight. I mean, if Michael Carter doesn't play, so when Michael Carter went out, Zonovan Knight, the undrafted rookie, undrafted free agent rookie, took 80, 18 of twenty two early down snaps. So. Ty Johnson still did some catching, um, but Zonovan Knight had 103 all-purpose yards and also thought caught three passes for 34 yards. So Robert Sala said he wanted to spark. I do think he's someone that you probably want to add. He's available in 99% of leagues. The Jets are winning games right now. Mike White targets his running backs. They're going to stick with Mike White. We'll talk about Mike White in a minute. I... <sighs> Yeah, I think it could be the most interesting pickup this week on the waiver. I'm not saying he's going to win you a league, but if I'm picking between he and, say, Mason or Ty Davis-Price of the Niners, I'd rather have Zonovan Knight. What really confuses me, too, is because we were both on the James Robinson train early on in the season saying that his value for he's going in drafts, you should definitely take him. And then we, you know, going back to players who didn't play uh, a meaningful snap, that was Travis Etienne who missed all of last year. So we said James Robinson is the guy to take in Jacksonville. Obviously gets traded um, at a good time because obviously the injury to uh, to Brees Hall. And then you think, all right, well, the Jets are running the football great. I know they have Michael Carter there, but James Robinson will step in. The offense looks okay. And then weird, just weird stuff where it's like, then Zach Wilson just breaks and becomes, you know, he's no longer the guy. Obviously they don't use James Robinson. And then Michael Carter, who was the next guy up is now hurt. And they're using, you know, backup, backup. So the Jets running back depth chart, uh, luckily for them, having guys like uh, Zonovan Knight will help them. But I, I'm, I'm pretty shocked this James Robinson experiment didn't, uh, didn't, you know, work out. They had Ty Johnson too. So it's like, there's a lot going on in the Jets backfield. I mean, that being said, James Robinson's probably going to have to be activated this week if Michael Carter doesn't play. Sure. sure. So, you know, it, it could be a carousel, but I do believe that Zonovan has earned another chance, at least for the early downs. So he's someone interesting. And moving to that San Francisco 49ers backfield, let's talk about that for a second. So Eli Mitchell out now, basically for the season, you can drop him. Um, Christian McCaffrey dealing with the knee soreness. I think he probably plays through it. Um, knowing Christian McCaffrey, I think he actually does try to play through things, but maybe he'll be limited. And so then the question is, who do I pick up? Is it Jordan Mason? Is it Ty Davis Price? Is it Tevin Coleman? You're going to get, here's the thing. Don't pick up any of them if you don't have to, because you know why? Kyle Shanahanigans. We, we don't know. We kind of got lucky. Like we knew that he liked Eli Mitchell, but even with Eli Mitchell joining Christian McCaffrey, he still wasn't putting up a ton of points on your fantasy stat sheet, right? He was a flex play at best. So what are you expecting from this trio of guys? The same thing? You don't want that on your team if you don't have to, and you don't want to play that guessing game and get it wrong. In addition to that, I know Debo Samuel has been struggling lately and maybe he's a little banged up too, but you have to remember Debo Samuel is a weapon they can also use in the run game that they have used successfully in the run game. And this game is going to be good. I, you know, that was a couple weeks ago when, when Kyle Shannon came out and said that Eli Mitch is going to, you know, get the same amount of carries as Christian McCaffrey after trading for McCaffrey after he has a game where he has a touchdown on the, on the ground and the air uh, receiving as well. 
and you just like this guy's never going to break and he has to tow the company line and be like, oh, no, I, I like I like being in the committee. It's better for my body. It's like, well, sure. I, I think all players in the NFL want the ball as much as possible. But then this injury happens and then they draft the running back. Like we mentioned, TDP was drafted in what, the third or fourth round by the Niners, and he was barely used. They did this last year, I believe, with Trey Sermon, who out of Ohio yeah. State, same exact thing. You can never really trust what's going on there. And then they go and sign Tevin Coleman, who Shanahan loves. Obviously, he wasn't active last week, but could be this week. And now he's a guy that you're reading that could steal some carries from uh, from these guys in the backfield. I mean, obviously, if you have Christian McCaffrey, you got to play him. But it's just like it's more of the same with Kyle Shanahan. It really scares the crap out of me with any any 49ers running back that isn't CMC. Because we're, we're I mean, this week will tell us a lot. I, I mean, I would not be shocked Maybe. if Kevin Coleman get, gets in the mix here. But yeah, I would just stay away and hopefully that McCaffrey somehow just leads in, in touches and, and rece- uh, receptions. Yeah. So for me, their desperation adds only. And who do you prioritize over Tevin Coleman, Ty Davis Price and uh, Jordan Mason? I don't know. Probably Tevin Coleman because he's the veteran. Probably. Um, but again, it is a dart throw at best. And just know that that's probably not someone you're going to be able to just lock and load moving forward because that's not how the San Francisco 49ers offense works. Remember two weeks ago, Christian McCaffrey threw a pass, caught a pass, rushed for a touchdown. He did all of those things. And then the last couple of weeks, he's basically done nada. So there's just no way to predict. It could be Devo Samuel going off any week. It could be Brandon Ayuk. And this is part of why they're a winning team, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's afraid of their quarterback, but they're just afraid of what could come at them from any direction at any time. Who knows? And it's kind of brilliant as a real football team. It's really, really frustrating for your fantasy football team. So who on that? J.K. Dobbins returns from the IR. Had a few questions about whether he's worth an ad. I would say no. It's a 21-day practice window, right? He didn't look great last we saw him. Mm -hmm. Um, So now he's kind of got like injury on top of injury. And Gus has looked better returning from his injury. He seems to be the clear leader there. They've got Kenyon Drake. They've got Justice Hill. I would say no. I wouldn't bother. I don't think that the one game where uh, J.K. Dobbins is going to go off for you is going to be you know, in week 17 and when you your league, I, I think the odds of that are low. I'm with you though. I believe the last game when he got hurt was versus the giants and really didn't do much in that game. And you're right. They're rolling with the hot hand. Um, it's not, not worth to, to start playing Dobbins and get a bunch of zeros. If you do need to grab a fantasy football quarterback, Kyron Williams is someone you might consider. Uh, The Rams offense is a total dumpster fire. Do not misunderstand that. But he was like uh, the second most targeted receiver. Uh, He got the second most receiving yards for the Rams with whoever they're starting, Bryce Perkins, or I don't know. It's a mess. Uh, But he is someone that you, a warm body, you might be able to put in that might get you some points. As you mentioned, Daryl Henderson now in Jacksonville. Now, this is interesting. If Travis Etienne does not go, I think he will. But if he does not go, Daryl Henderson is someone you have to start because they've got Detroit. They've got Detroit. So Daryl Henderson and Jermichael Hasty uh, become plays. I, I'm yeah, of course, Darrell Henderson, pick him up. You can get him. Uh, he, you know, obviously didn't have the greatest career in, with the Rams, but we, he was still a guy you could start, you know, and, and tying this to the Rams. I mean, Bryce Perkins at running back, uh, quarterback, uh, Kyron Williams at running back, 
and their now leading receiver as Van Jefferson is, I mean, this is definitely the weirdest fantasy story slash team of the entire year. It has to be to basically lose the entire offense. You're losing Matt and Aaron Donald and, and well, yeah, Aaron Donald as well too. on the flip side of the ball, <laughs> having the, a, a guy who's a record breaking receiver. Uh, and then you lose him, the Super Bowl quarterback, Matt Stafford, and what we thought would have been the Cam Akers, you know, rushing attack. It then goes to Darrell Henderson now to, you know, Notre Dame rookie, uh, Kyron Williams to it just what a total mess there. And then you have to like worry about your coach leaving. What we thought would have been a fantasy mainstay for years to come has now kind of broken apart. So very, very sad thing um, to see what happened in, in L.A. Uh, where we live. And, um, you know, and you know, I guess good for the uh, the Jacks to pick up Darrell Henderson, who, you know, I, I, I like to see what really caused him to leave the Rams in the first place. I like to see that story come out because. That, that to me makes no sense. Well, the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, the Allen Robinson's done for the season. Um, Matt Stafford's likely done for the season. I don't see yeah, I why so. they would bring him back. Cooper yeah. cup, no reason to bring him back. They've got to just be playing for next year. And maybe they just wanted to see Kyron Williams and Cam makers and say, okay, guys, duke it out. We'll decide who we're keeping. And Daryl go. Maybe they agreed really like, Hey, if you want to play more for a better team, I don't know. Not that Jacksonville's a better team, but they are a better team. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy thing. They're certainly better for your fantasy team by a long shot. Um, so I'm just talking about Mike White, the legend of Mike White. Mike. Last year, we saw Mike White uh, be dominant, throwing for over 400 yards and three touchdowns versus the eventual AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, then he followed that game up as the caveat with like a four interception game versus the bills. Um, Now this year, obviously versus a very decimated bears team, three touchdowns over 300 yards. Great on your fantasy stat sheet, even better for your fantasy assets. Cause suddenly we saw Elijah Moore catch a touchdown. Uh, Garrett Wilson was still phenomenal. The running backs, whoever they are, are clearly going to be usable. Now, if Mike white is there, Uh, Corey Davis could have opportunity. The whole situation got brighter. Like we were complaining about when they switched from Joe Flacco to Zach Wilson, what it did to all our fantasy assets. Well, it looks like we're going to get it back now with Mike white. Now, as I said, last, Last year, after his brilliant debut for those the four weeks that he played, he immediately followed it up with a total stinker. So this needs to come with the caveat that sometimes people have brilliant games. It doesn't mean it's going to be smooth sailing. I mean, we, we've seen that with Zach Wilson precisely. But this matchup is with Minnesota. And it's one of the best matchups for a quarterback. They've allowed the most passing yards to opposing quarterbacks. And clearly Mike White has a big arm. So yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested. I, the, the minute this happened, this Mike White, you know, had a great game and then the transition to him as the new, the new quarterback of the jets. I was circling this. I could not wait to talk about this with you because to me, this is, it's obviously being from New York, having a lot of fans who are or, uh, friends who are Jets fans. And they're like, Oh, Mike White's better than Zach. Well, I, I, I get that. I get that. Some quarterbacks could slip through the cracks. They could not to be Tom Brady, but could be in that, right. you know, or, or Tony Romo, the ones who are not really highly touted. They kind of just find a way to make it and are successful in the NFL. But like Kurt you Warner. said, Jen, Kurt Warner, another great one. But like you said, and I'm glad you pointed that out, like the, those games last year, he did follow it up with with stinkers. He had more interceptions than touchdowns when he played last year. He had a four interception game, a two interception game, and a two interception game. The only game he didn't was he only threw 11 passes, and it was still a loss. And he went one and three uh, with losses to Buffalo, Indianapolis, and uh, and the Patriots. We all remember them beating the uh, you know the, the Super Bowl losing Bengals uh, 34-31. But that 
like I, I, I'm not trying to poo-poo Mike White, and I, I clearly think this team is better with him. Obviously, he's getting the ball to the yes. weapons, and that's something that Zach Wilson wasn't doing. Whether people right. can they come out and said it could be the yips, like after his injury, he did not, you know, um, uh, train the right way, and he was afraid of getting hit, and he wasn't looking at his options. Kind of the same thing we talked about with Justin Fields weeks ago. Mike White's doing that; he's finding the open guys. So credit to him. But I just I'm not ready to be like Mike White is the answer. Mike White is the guy. And I would not be it's a great matchup versus the Vikings, but I would not be shocked if he has another multi-interception game and whatever happened last week does not really repeat again this week. Yeah. And so that's the caution I want to put forward. Now um I have settled a debate for me. Mm-hmm. Who would you rather have if you're putting in your waiver claims this week or you're making a claim? Who would you rather have for the rest of the season through the fantasy playoffs if you're getting a backup quarterback? So I'm talking like you're afraid to start Russ as your backup quarterback. You've got someone like a Justin Fields or a Josh Allen, but you just need depth. Would you rather have Kenny Pickett or Mike White? Oh, man. Um, I think I may. I'm, I'm going to like contradict myself here, but I may actually go with Mike White. Okay. Because I do think that his ceiling is we have seen him throw multiple games with, you know, three plus touchdowns. And I just I do think this Jets, the Jets are a better team on paper than the Steelers are. And I think that, you know, they're able to, especially if, if, if Michael Carter somehow gets healthy in his back. Like, I like their round attack. They have dynamic receivers who can take the ball to the house, multiple really good receivers. So I, I, I do think Mike White just may cost you in the games with the, with the turnovers. But I do think that there are some games that he will throw for uh, a large amount of points. It's, it's also, I know I talked to some jets uh, people in the media and, uh, and they're, they're definitely convinced that that Zach Wilson press conference had a lot to do with it. Um, Oh, uh, Oh, yeah. And and that's, and he lost the locker room. And I think there's a little extra juice that everyone's like, all right, cool. We have this guy who's committed and wants to win. That's why this Mike white thing feels a little bit better than Zach Wilson. Cause there's a, there's a stink on him. Right. And that's what I was talking to Brian Costello about. He said the energy, I asked him, how's the energy in the locker room around Mike white? And they said, they love him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they feel united. Mm-hmm. They're on team Mike White. And so the energy has been better in the locker room. And a lot of times that's just simply what it's about. Because look, let's go again to the Broncos. Like we can't harp on them enough. The energy's not good in the locker room, right? So I don't see the hope of it getting better. Here, at least you have this potential, this upside. Here, another case in point. Let's talk about Tua Tagovailoa. Look at what Mike McDaniels has done for Tua. Tua said this week, you know, I used to look in the mirror last year and be like, am I just not good? Like, am I not going to be able to get it done at the NFL level? And now he's one of the top quarterbacks Mm -hmm. in the league. And it's not by a small margin. He is looking really, really phenomenal. And it's because the coach played to his strengths and believed in him. And so there is something about that hope and that feeling of team. And the whole team is behind Tua. And suddenly Tua is a great quarterback. If the whole team is behind Mike White and they're in the playoff hunt. They're actually a good team, even without Brees Hall, even without Michael Carter. I mean, these this team is a fighting team. I mean, it's hard to not get excited about the New York Jets. Yeah, I think Robert Sal and and Joe Douglas are both the, they're the, the right man for those jobs. I think yeah. they, have a, a, they have a good thing going on. And I think the Zach Wilson thing is unfortunate. I mean, we've seen, uh, you know, Jen, we've talked about a lot in this pod that a lot of these younger quarterbacks um, have not transitioned so easily. And I think Zach Wilson, obviously him getting injured is never good. And like I said, re- like those things about the the yips and him not returning to this 
it's it's entirely possible. I think he's a little immature and he lost the locker room. And losing the locker room is never a good thing. And uh, Mike White is a guy that just knows his role. He does the the prep work. He's you know and he's clearly giving it his all out there. Again, I, I think he could have some big games, but we'll see. I think there's a reason why he's you know late round pick Mike White and he had to you know transfer to different colleges. I think it'll it'll come to fruition right. that he may not be Tom Brady 2.0, but I think for the time being, uh, he definitely have this this Jets team rallying around him. Absolutely. Okay. A couple more waiver uh, wire ads just to run it all out uh, at quarterback Trevor Lawrence. If he's available, uh, just a phenomenal matchup this week versus Detroit. He was great this week for your fantasy team. He's put up some pretty good fantasy games and this sets up well. Second highest game total of the week in uh, Las Vegas at Caesar Sportsbook. Um, and then Jared Goff, he's actually been dropped He's on the other side of this game. This is a game where Jared Goff could put up great fantasy points for you. Of course, Jamal Williams is a start. He's always a start now. But what's interesting to me about Jared Goff is that his weapons are getting healthier. Amon Ra looked great on Thursday. DJ Chark caught a touchdown. DeAndre Swift is being used more. Still weird what's going on there. But I think, you know, it's the whole thing we talked about with uh, hard knocks that they don't see that he has the heart of a warrior the way that Jamal Williams does. And that's kind of way that team operates and Jamal Williams has been incredibly successful. Yeah. I, I mean, it, we obviously fantasy players like to have the, the one clear lead back uh, we can handle too, but the minute you start putting a third running back in there, especially when it's a guy you're wasting, I shouldn't say waste, but using a high pick on Deandre Swift, it, it was uh, shocking. Like we said last week, especially how they portrayed him in hard knocks, but uh, the, the offensively, the lines are great early on in the year, but the defense gave a bunch of points. Now they had it, you know, obviously the win versus the Giants. They look pretty good on Thanksgiving. So maybe this team's kind of found it. I think they're, they're not probably as bad as their record is. I think they actually are a better team and Dan Campbell's finally getting the most out of the squad. Yeah. It's fun to see, um, at the running back position. I think we pretty much covered everybody there. Obviously Isaiah Pacheco and Rashad white are priorities if they're available, but they're likely not the wide receiver Zay Jones, baby available 75% of fantasy leagues. Now he was like on our lists early in the season. And a lot of people I think picked him up and then dropped him again. Cause at one point he was more than 50% rostered, <clears throat> but again, this matchup is phenomenal versus Detroit. And we saw him targeted four. 14 times, 14 times. He got 11 of them for, I think, 145 career high day for Zay Jones. And uh, he seems to be a favorite target for Trevor Lawrence. Um, and this is just a great matchup. So it, he's 75% available. Get him. I uh, cannot agree more. This is great for both parties involved. It helped Trevor Lawrence now trust a guy and he, mm -hmm. and it makes him better and makes him a usable quarterback, maybe down the stretch. And then reversely, Zay Jones getting, you know, five plus targets in most of his game, I mean, double digits uh, last game. You love to see that. And uh, it's good that he has a quarterback that trusts him. And he's a guy, like we said, either you, you, you could have picked up early in the year. If you stash him great for you and he could be you know, maybe not as far as a we a league winner, but definitely somebody you want to plug in the lineup. So that it's a uh, great, going on down there in Jacksonville. Traylon Burke still only 50% rostered. Uh, not the way he probably saw his first NFL touchdown going down, but whatever, it counts. And well, um, the, the classic receiver following, like, you yeah. know, I, I, when you saw that replay, I thought like, okay, well, Derek Henry's like by himself. The guy catches up. And then the funniest part too is the whole team like jumping around, trailing Burks for like for doing his job and following the running back uh, and, and falling on the football. And the only person that was like kind of shocked or confused or was like Derek Henry like wasn't celebrating because he was like, what did I just do? I happened. lost their team in possession and I cost yeah. myself a touchdown. That was, that was 
was pretty funny, but yeah, Traylon Burks, I did start him. So I, a few leagues, so I feel pretty good about that. Oh, I'm so glad. Uh, yeah. He's someone that has the potential to be the wide receiver one on a team that plays well into yeah. the playoffs. And like your argument could be, Oh, but they're run first team. Yeah. But did you see what AJ Brown did for your fantasy stat sheets on this run first team? So the threat of the run can sometimes open up that passing game. And Traylon Burks is someone I think you should grab. I don't think he's necessarily a start this week, kind of a tough matchup versus Philadelphia, but someone you don't want to leave on your waiver wire as far as upside potential moving forward. Uh, Michael Gallup, OBJ. Um, this is going to be interesting. If OBJ is available and you can grab him, it does look like he's going to sign with the Dallas Cowboys. It will be a few weeks before you can use him. Um, but Michael Gallup, at least in the interim, is seems to be moving up the depth chart was far more targeted in Thursday's game and had his best game of the season. Not that it was huge, but trending in the right direction. Titans, you know, it's a dumpster fire again, but Evan Ingram, Foster Moreau, both have great matchups this week on paper. Um, so you could try those guys. You could try Jelani Woods, who led the Colts receivers on Monday. Don't know if that's going to stick. Don't know if that's going to stay. Not a great matchup versus Dallas. I mean, Dallas is going to have Matt Ryan on his back the whole game. Are they not? I think so. And, you know, it, I don't know if it's considered news, but Jeff Saturday did come out and say Matt Ryan will be the starter the rest of the way, which, again, adds another wrinkle into what were they doing with Sam Ellinger and what was the point of Nick Falls. Um, but, yeah, I don't I think well, the Colts, I'll tell you what they weren't doing in the meantime, and that was studying the clock management playbook. Well, I don't know if this what? is my conspiracy brain, but I, I think to <sighs> me they clearly wanted to just tank. That's the way to tank without really tanking is by not using the timeouts, letting the clock run out, lose the game. That's a less obvious way of, of saying we want to tank without just, you know, benching all your. They were still in the playoff hunt. They are. Yeah, I know. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but I, I, I think they, they know they're a first round exit. So I think that's one of those, those deals where we're going to put in Jeff Saturday. He's a good uh, locker room guy. And we're going to lose these games and then we'll start next year. Fresh. Terrible. Well, then Jeff Saturday better be guaranteed a contract for next year because that's not fair to him. If they're making him take the hit there, because he says he wants to coach for an NFL team. I mean, I'm not like a Jeff Saturday cheerleader, but I'm just saying at I, least he's I, smart enough to know to use the run game. They they may give him. I think he may just they move him to like the front office or some kind of, uh, you know, secondary kind of uh, coaching role. And, you know, they'll hire somebody else. Unfortunately, this may be like a Rich Passaccia scenario where he doesn't get to keep the job, uh, despite if the team does get you know rally around him. But I, I, I think the Colts are trying to tank here and, and, and actually find their quarterback of the future and not do this whole uh, Matt Ryan, Phil Rivers, Carson Wentz thing year after year. One more deep dart, just in case. Kendall Hinton, I know it's gross, but he's played 92.2% of the snaps the past three weeks without Jerry Judy. If Jerry Judy doesn't play, he's on the field. He dropped a touchdown pass this week, but you know, if you're in a deep league, it's, it's an option. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We got to get to our mailbag. We have a lot of mailbag questions. We're going to go through them rapid fire right now. And then we're going to wrap it up telling you about how you can play with us to win $100 in our Pick'em contest. And we'll give you um, how we did this week and uh, wish you luck to beat us, which is likely. Yes, yes. Um, a lot of questions. Thanks again for everyone uh, chiming in on you can, Extra Points Pod at Jim Piacente at uh, that Eddie Murphy. We'll get to any of your questions um, on, on Twitter. So the first one here coming from Chris H. Lazard or Gabe Davis uh, taking over Christian Watson's spot? No, don't do it. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers plays. He owns the Chicago Bears. I know that Christian Watson either like scores a touchdown or drops the ball, uh, but this is a situation that's probably good. I, I do not like Alan Lazard. I don't. I don't think it's there. And Gabe Davis. I want to say yes, but he's been very hot and cold, and this is not a great matchup versus the Patriots. I think it's possible he could get a touchdown, but he's only had like just about eleven percent of the red zone opportunities, which is the same amount as. Dawson Knox and fewer than Isaiah McKinsey. So again, I, I don't, you, Gabe Davis, it, it sucks because he could really go off and have a huge game for you, but he could also put up a total stinker. So I, I think Christian Watson is the smartest play. All right. Moving on to our pal, Ben Kelly, uh, two questions here. I'll start with this one quarterback question. Uh, and this is obviously if Justin Fields plays, but Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. So I would play Trevor Lawrence just this week only because I am concerned about Justin uh, Fields not finishing the game. Should anything happen? Should it become a blowout in any way? And uh, and he doesn't have Darnell Mooney. So it's going to be a little different. I think this could be a very run first game because of how poor the Packers are. Now that is actually good for Justin Fields in a lot of ways. It's also good for David Montgomery. So uh, this week only, I would I think it's safer to play Trevor Lawrence because this matchup with Detroit is is so 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 good. But here's the thing: like no one could blame you for either start. And, you know, I got a great question from Sal this week, uh, last week, about whether to start Geno Smith or Justin Herbert. That was actually a tough one. Yeah, uh, we went Justin Herbert. I hope we did, and that did pay off. But I had to think for a second. <laughs> I definitely had to think on that one. 
I um and yeah, back to to Ben's question too is I, you nailed, nailed it with with the injuries to the Bears and Justin Fields getting over his own injury. Plus, we were just talking about how good the uh, the connection, the Zay Jones Trevor Lawrence connection is. You look at it, and you look at Trevor Lawrence's last few games, like whether it's a super high completion percentage, you know, throwing for multiple touchdowns in a game over 230 yards the last three games. I think maybe I'll, I'll say now Trevor Lawrence is kind of picking things up and getting on the right track to what we expect him to be. So hopefully, it means good things for that. But the other question that uh, Ben Kelly had was are there targets or handcuffs uh, when it comes to playoff time fantasy? So, you know, you always want to handcuff when it comes to the fantasy playoffs and the obvious ones are Samaji P right now for the Bengals who should be in the playoffs, um, should help you get to the playoffs. Um, Alexander Madison for Dalvin Cook, though, again, Zonovan Knight is one we mentioned. As far as strength of schedule, quarterbacks that have great strength of schedule Mike White is one of the best. So if you needed a handcuff, the strength of schedule is probably the second easiest through your fantasy playoffs. The other guys are guys you don't really want, but Kenny Pickett's the fifth easiest. So these are guys that are available if they're just handcuffs. But again, you know, the easiest schedules belong to Marcus Mariota, Mac Jones, Aaron Rodgers, you know, yeah, grab one of those guys. Um, For running backs, uh, easiest schedules, the Jets running backs, again, so Zonovan Knight. These are guys that are available on your waiver wire. Isaiah Pacheco maybe is available. You could go deeper. Jarek McKinnon, you're not going Melvin Gordon. Don't do it. Gus Edwards, yes. Uh, Khalil Herbert is a stash. He could come back versus Detroit in your fantasy football championship game if you have the room. Wide receivers, um, you're going to want to go with probably maybe a Terrace Marshall Jr., I don't think you can get Pickens or Deontay Johnson anymore. I'm just trying to think of who's available. Michael Gallup has a good schedule down the stretch and OBJ, who we already talked about. Um, Kendall Hinton actually has a good schedule, but again, he's playing with Russell Wilson and uh, Corey Davis is someone you could consider. So those are just some ideas um, that you could actually get. All right. Uh, moving on to our next question here. This is coming in from Jamie, and uh, they need to start three of these four. Um, Pollard, Zeke, Jamal Williams, and Austin Eckler. I believe in the tweet, Jamie said that they're definitely going to start Eckler. I would start Jamal Williams and Tony Pollard. Uh, I know it's really confusing in Dallas, and it's definitely possible that Zeke could have a better day. He had a better week last week. But Pollard still had the same amount of carries and on the ground, he had, he was, you know, he was used uh, in it. I would just go so hard to pick because Zeke scores the touchdowns. But if you're playing Zeke, you're playing him more for the touchdowns, not for the volume. So I'm going to lean Pollard. But the good news is, Jamie, you're so set up. So good. I don't think you're going to bust either way because what you might get from Zeke is like 45 yards and a touchdown, uh, which you'll get from Pollard is probably at least 68 yards uh, and a couple catches. So it'll probably end up about the same. Definitely a good running back room. Uh, sticking with the running backs, this is a question coming in from uh, at D Coleman 24. Um, we talked about it before the 49ers, very strange backfield. And I believe Jen, you did tweet about this too, but Tyrion Davis price uh, or Jordan Mason. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think I would, I would avoid it. If you're taking a guess, I guess, um, Jordan Mace, I mean, he, Shanahan spoke glowingly about both of them. If you had asked me a week ago before the game, I would have said Tyron Davis price because he was the guy that had more buzz 
in the preseason. Um, so just, uh, I don't know, flip a coin, but don't call tails like Josh Allen. Um, the same thing with the D Coleman 24 again, the second part of his question needs two of these four in PPR, um, Olave, Jacoby Myers, Pittman or Burks. So Jacoby Myers may not even play. So let's take him out. Cause he's probably injured. And yes, the bills have actually been generous to opposing red receivers the last 10 weeks, but they're still the bills. They can turn on at any time. Olave is a must start. He's always a must start now. So it comes down to Pittman or who? Uh, Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks. Oh, hmm. Traylon Burks does not have a great matchup versus Philadelphia. I'll just go, I'll go Pittman uh, because they'll probably throw the ball more because they should be in a negative game script. Go Pittman. Ugh. Uh, and this is, I believe, is our last question coming in from Matthew Cavazzo, 16. Um, it needs a PPR flex position. Gabe Davis, Deontay Johnson, Antonio Gibson, uh, and or Gus Edwards. Hmm. I'm going to go Antonio Gibson. Um, I like Gus, but uh, that is a little bit more of a touchdown. Or best play, and Denver is a tough matchup. Antonio Gibson, you can run on the New York Giants, as we've seen. And I think that the commanders have had success by using the run game. I think they'll continue to do it. I think they will alternate both Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. But as it is a PPR league and uh, J.D. McKissick is injured, those catches should go to Antonio Gibson, and that could be a sneaky play in PPR leagues. Deontay Justin, I just don't trust him right now. Um, so, And then who was the first one? Was it Gabe Davis? Uh, yeah, it was Gabe Davis, Deontay Johnson, Gibson. Again, I want to say start Gabe Davis, but it's just so hard to trust him versus the Patriots. And I'm going to say sit him and he's going to have like a massive game. But so it's up to you. But if it were my team, I would start Antonio Gibson. Uh, and lucky I just checked the Twitter. We have one final question coming one in. Okay. We didn't forget you, Tim, Timothy Miller asking. Uh, it's a must win. Uh, needs to start one Swift, Pierce or Pacheco. Ooh. Tim, um, okay, it's going to be really tough. It's not going to feel good to do this, but I think that the smart play is Damian Pierce because um, the Browns have given up the second most points to opposing running backs. And I think, yes, I know, understand that the Texans may be in a negative game script, but I don't know that it matters because their best weapon is Damian Pierce and they may just have to go to him. I know he's put up two stinkers in a row. Um, so if you feel uncomfortable with that, uh, Pacheco or DeAndre Swift are certainly worthy pivots. Um, I would probably pivot to Swift because it's PPR. And I think he'll accumulate those extra catches in a really high scoring game. And that's it again. Thank you all to our tweeting at uh, extra points pod at Jen at Eddie Murphy. We will answer our fantasy and mailbag questions at the end of every show. We certainly will. And we know it's going to be trickier and trickier to make those correct decisions as you get down the stretch to your fantasy playoffs, which are just two weeks away. So you find out if you have a playoff berth in most leagues. Also, remember that if you're in a high stakes league, check 
when is the last week you can make waiver wire acquisitions? And for many, it's week 14. So you need to think ahead. You need to make sure you have a handcuff for every single position because you don't want to be caught being unable to pick up someone in week 16 or 17 when you're uh, down to the wire. So be aware of that. Do not save your fab budget. Uh, if you've if you've been stingy with it, you have you know eight hundred of your one thousand dollars left. Now's the time to just get the guys you need. That's what you saved it for. You cannot take your fab budget with you, much like you cannot take timeouts with you in a Jeff Saturday Colts game. Okay, that's what you have to do with your fab. You got to spend it uh, if you need it. Uh, please play with us uh, for our weekly pick'em contest at extrapoints.com/arcade. You can win one hundred dollars if you win. This week's winner was Joe Dobies, who got 11 right. Congratulations, Joe. That is awesome. I thought I was doing pretty well this week. I got nine right. Um, anyway. Second week in a row, I got nine in a row. So I feel like I'm starting to get back in the groove. Uh, Eddie, you did well. Six, six, and one. Um, and um, oh, Mike Beckwith won. The, I got to start playing the prop quiz. I keep forgetting. Uh, Mike Beckwith won the prop quiz. He got seven right, and he's won in back-to-back weeks. Mike. Come over here and give me your secret plays. The prop quizzes are me. so tough. So good, good job by you, Mike. It Beckwith. is so tough, seven, right? It's incredible. I think that's why sometimes I don't play. Like I've gone in and I'd be like, I don't know. Like anybody could win the most receiving yards this week. These are four great matchups. But um, if you win it, you get a golden hat. I guess Mike has two. Do you think he'll negotiate with me? I mean, it's like there's very few people left at extra points that they don't have the gold hat. And I think Mike, Mike has a heart. I think he has to send them our way. But um, hopefully okay. we'll, we, 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 we'll turn things around. Like you said, you're picking nine, nine right in back to back weeks. I think maybe we're on the incline here. I think we're going in the right direction. Uh, and so are you guys. You're going in the right direction. You are just two weeks away from your fantasy football playoff berth. And we will be with you through the entire fantasy football playoffs and postseason, helping you win. All right, guys, go out and crush it. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.